0: My name is Angela Hardison, and I'm the Marketing and Events Coordinator with the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce. Today, our Executive Director, Becca Melton, is talking with the founder of Uncle Classic Barbershop, Amy Tanksley, about her journey as an entrepreneur from opening her first barbershop to now having seven locations throughout Nashville and Middle Tennessee. Okay, Becca, take it away. The Spring Hill Chamber thanks Groove Life for being the presenting sponsor of the Spring Hill Connection podcast. Those satisfying sounds are none other than the Groove Belt and Groove Wallet by Groove Life. Founded by former Alaskan adventure guide Peter Goodwin, Groove Life believes adventure is essential to the human soul. It's that same belief that inspires the design and functionality of their products today. Get your innovative outdoor gear at Groovelife.com. Groovelife, built for you, built for adventure.
1: Amy, thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. Amy Tanksley is with Uncle's Classic Barbershop. Um, Many of you probably see them if you live in the Middle Tennessee area. Um, I believe there's seven locations. Seven
2: locations. Yeah.
1: So tell us a little bit. That's a lot to manage. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you've gotten to this point. Tell us a little bit about your story.
2: Wow. Well, um, you know, I wish I could tell you that um, when I was younger, this is exactly what I thought I would be doing, but that would be a lie. So, you know, I'm originally from Nebraska. I grew up in Omaha and I guess growing up, you know, I watched my, my father is a doctor. My uncle is a doctor. My other uncle is a dentist. And so growing up, you know, I always just sort of assumed that you went to college and then you went and got a graduate degree. Um, But when I was in high school, I realized I didn't want to go into medicine at all. That wasn't what I liked. And so I really wanted to go into business, but I really didn't know what business was. You know, I didn't have any examples growing up of folks who were entrepreneurs or business owners. Uh, So I went to the University of Texas and I studied finance, frankly, because I didn't really know what else to study and it seemed like a broad background. Um, And while I was there, you know, the the top job choices um, coming out of the University of Texas at the time were to go into consulting or banking or oil and gas. And so I guess my process of elimination, I went into oil and gas, which made total sense and moved to Houston and learned very quickly that Houston is a city of um, booms and busts. And I happened to be there starting my career in oil and gas when Enron Mm. went to the Supreme Court and Houston imploded. And so right out of college... I learned a great lesson of having a job and then not having a job so I lost my job within three months right out of college my friends had all gone to Europe they hadn't started jobs and by the time they came back to start their jobs I had already lost my job so it was a great lesson and welcome to real life and I only knew that I didn't want to move back to Nebraska I wasn't ready to go home yet I wanted to keep going and learning and so I started networking and talking to anyone and everyone about finding a job in Houston and long story short I met a gal who I parked next to at my apartment who told me about this company in Nashville called Asurian. and Mm. she had a friend who worked at Asurion and I sent her my resume and nine months later I moved to Nashville and that would have been early 2003 I'd never been to Tennessee Mm. I did not know anyone here, literally no one. I knew who my boss was going to be. And at that point, Assurian was this little tiny startup. Our offices were over off of 24 and Harding um, by Hooters. And so when people would say, oh, you work downtown and you know, which building are you in nearby Hooters? I would say, oh no, 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 we're not downtown. We're um, over off of 24 and Harding and a little industrial park and you know, It was at that point I really got the bug for startup, right? I really thought my career was going to be this super corporate climb the ladder career. And instead I wound up working in converted warehouse space with all these really smart, creative people. And it was so energetic because we were building something um, that hadn't been done before. And clearly Assuring has been a huge success story in Middle Tennessee. And I'm so grateful I got the chance to work there. I was there for about five years. Mm. And I met my husband there. So on our very first date, uh, he told me that his dream was to open a barbershop. And I told him that was crazy. You know, I told him I, I didn't want to be married and I <laughs> last thing on earth I wanted to do was open a barbershop. So of course it was a successful date. <laughs> uh, but on that date, I knew that we would get married. It was just so easy and it's been almost 17 years now. Um, and about a year later, I was making the tough decision of whether or not I was going to go back and get my MBA or if we were going to do this barbershop thing. Cause it was something that we just always talked about, right? We would brainstorm on our walks and over dinner and we realized it took about the same amount of money to either go get my MBA or start a business and yeah,
1: that's ironic.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, we had, I'm good at research. That's one thing I'm pretty good at, right? And so we'd come up with a business plan and we'd done the math. And so when we were comparing, you know, you can go back to school and get a degree in business, or you can use the same amount of money and do business. Uh, So we took a loan out, a second mortgage on our house, Mm -hmm. which, you know, a lot of people tell you never to do, but that was the only way we were gonna fund this thing. And my husband stayed at his corporate job, and I went off with that limited amount of capital because there was an end to it and opened a barbershop. And that was in the fall of
1: 2008. Okay. Awesome. And here we are in 2023. Yep. A lot's happened. <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit about, tell us about the first year. Because obviously the startup, you were primed for this. You were ready. You, you had learned some things along the way in that startup world obviously, that you could apply to that first year? Well, I thought I did. Okay. I thought I did. Well, let's talk about that. Right? (laughs) Um, I think no one prepares
2: you for what business ownership is really going to look like because it's very lonely. You know, when you work in a corporate setting, you have a team and you have different departments. You know, there's an HR department and there's a a accounting department. And when you open your own business, you are all the departments and it's up to you to make it all happen. And so... You know, we opened the doors, right? Second mortgage on our house, lease signed, barbershop opens, that was October of 2008, and the economy crashed three weeks later. Um, The market crashed, housing crisis of 2008, and we, there was no backing out, right? So I think we've all been in those positions where the only answer is to keep going forward. So we put the TVs in the barbershop on sports, in cars and not on news, because we didn't want to remind any of our Mm -hmm. clients that they just lost a bunch of money in the stock market. And we really focused on people. So that was the silver lining, is that through that economic decline, we got great opportunities to grow because there was empty retail space that needed tenants. And we were approached soon after we opened by another developer in Nashville to open our second location and at that point we had not proven our concept right we were still flailing solving problems putting out fires Um, but we knew that we were never going to get a second look at this location and so we went all in Um, our landlord actually helped us get our loan for that location because Mm -hmm. we didn't have any money left of course and so it's just been a lot of hard work ever since so um you know i would tell you that out of the 2008 financial crisis our business really grew we really learned to focus on people meaning my team right my team always comes first no matter what my employees are the best in town they are the most incredible people and they always come first because i know if i take care of them they will take care of my clients Um, and that is always where it starts and ends with what's important in my business but we've been able to grow and we were growing very quickly uh, until early 2020 which brings us to mm-hmm. Spring Hill. So Spring Hill was actually our eighth location. Okay. We opened our Spring Hill location on 31 in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. We had opened um, two previous stores in 2019 and that was the fastest we'd opened locations. And we were open for exactly five weeks before the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And then everything, everything changed. Yeah, especially for that industry yeah we um all of our locations were closed, of course, by the third week of March in twenty twenty and depending on which county our locations were in um some were closed six, seven weeks, and others were closed nine or ten weeks wow. um, and we had to navigate you know which county was doing which for protocols and mm-hmm. go from there
1: yeah, and taking care of your people as you were saying is the highest priority right during that time you want to make sure your people are taken care of that was the hardest thing i've ever been through right you know we opened again we were up to eight locations
2: in february of 2020 i had almost 70 employees and overnight we had to lay them all off Mm. um because we didn't know how long we were going to be closed and you know our our number one expense at any people business right is always payrolls Mm -hmm. and when you're doing a business like mine you know my business doesn't have any receivables, right? People come in and get a haircut mm-hmm. and they pay us and we cash flow it that way. And when you have no clients and you have no revenue, y- we went from making a lot, and I wouldn't say making a lot of money, right? We've taken on more debt to open more locations, but to zero dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, in April of 2020, across eight locations at the time, we made zero dollars. Um, and so it was humbling is not even the right word to describe it. But that was laying off all of my employees. That was absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life.
1: Right. Well, let's talk a little bit. Like, where did you learn? So you you said putting people first. Unfortunately, not everyone has that same philosophy. Where did you learn that? Is there somewhere along the way that you learned that from someone else? Or how did you come to that understanding? You know, I think that's a good question. I I think, you know, coming from
2: a startup and from corporate America experiences, that's not usually the case, right? That, you know, most businesses are managed by the bottom line and managed by numbers and goals and budgets. And people are always going back to that. And I think because we opened in 2008 and because what we thought was going to happen clearly did not happen from almost day one. You know, the best thing that we learned is if we took care of people, specifically at that point, you know, our clients, because they were coming in and and paying the bills and had to, you know, like I said, we didn't have capital to, to keep this thing open for very long without any revenue, that the clients really became family. And I would say to this day, right, the reason we have seven locations is because our clients, have taken care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, we have clients who've been coming in for what'll well, be 15 years in October. Wow. And they're not clients anymore. They're family oh, and they're friends and their kids have grown up coming to get their haircuts with us. And it's very personal, mm-hmm. you know, cutting someone's hair is, is not transactional. You know, you don't let a stranger wash your hair. Right. And in our business, we touch people and wash their hair and take care of them in their best moments you know for weddings and graduations and celebrations and in their their hardest moments you know when a family member has passed away or someone has been really sick Mm -hmm. you know we cut someone's hair when they go into the hospital and they know they're not going to be around for a while and we cut their hair when they get out of the hospital Mm -hmm. and so it it became very personal very quickly Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the case with my staff too of course we have celebrated lots of wins together and of course at this point now in 2023, we've celebrated a lot of, a lot of losses as well. Yeah.
1: Oh, that makes sense. So you didn't go back and get your MBA. You got, you got it on the street. I did. <laughs> I did. I got a real life MBA. You got a real life I MBA. did. So let's talk about some of the resources, some of the, some of how you taught yourself, like, what are some of the things that, that you utilized um, to really help you? As you said, you wore every hat yeah. um, to kind of get this this machine going What are some of the things that you utilize to to help you learn on the go? Well, fear is very motivating (laughs) and taking a second mortgage on your house
2: is very (laughs) motivating. Um, so those sorts of things, right? There's, there's no backing out, I suppose has been helpful, but, um, you know, I've asked for help along the way and I've been so grateful for friends and mentors who have stepped in to guide me and, I guess we were two years into our business, two or three years into our business when a friend who you'll love in the Nashville sort of way, I had played soccer with, mm-hmm. not pro soccer, right? <laughs> like why, not even why I'm rec adult soccer. Yeah. And I've never played soccer in my love life. It. I ran into her at a bar and she said, hey, are you still doing that barbershop thing? And I said, oh yeah, we've got two locations, you know, we're still going. And she said, I'm part of this entrepreneur group here in Nashville and we're trying to help small businesses grow. Would you like to come be part of our program? And through Debbie, I found the Entrepreneur organization here in Nashville. It's actually the third largest entrepreneur organization in the world. Nice. And I think it's very reflective of middle Tennessee and Nashville in that it's a group of entrepreneurs who help one another,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, which I have found, I, I have heard at least in other communities, you know, business owners are, I wouldn't say out to get each other, but they're not, one to reach across the table and to help one another and here in middle tennessee that's the only culture that i've known and it has been a tremendous help to me
1: yeah no that's great no i I love that you mentioned that because that's the environment we're trying to create here um and you know obviously reiterate with every member that's joined of reach out because everyone's willing to help everyone has some kind of perspective to lend along the way that's right. And we've all made a lot of mistakes. Right.
2: You know, and I always laugh that, you know, I'm still going to make mistakes. And I learn all of my lessons, all of them by making mistakes. Mm-hmm. But if I can avoid really big mistakes by having someone else who's been there and done that, help me through that, yeah. that's a huge win.
1: Right. So just to kind of round this out, close it out. Timing seems to be a theme. <laughs> oh, through bad this, timing. in this discussion. <laughs> not necessarily. Bad timing, good timing too with your second location. That was good timing. Absolutely. Of Absolutely. I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there kind of watching the economy right now and looking to take a leap on some things as, as opportunities arise. So, last little nugget you want to leave about lessons learned from timing? You know,
2: I think what I've really learned is you can't control it. So, I'm a control freak. I always have been a control freak. And through this process, right, of becoming an entrepreneur and owning a people, based business. I have learned that you just can't control all those things. And you have to learn to let go and you have to learn that it is a roller coaster because you can only control so much and you can't control a global pandemic. I mean, I assure you, no one had that in their business plan. And for some businesses, it was a huge boon. And for other businesses like mine, it was the exact opposite. But you know, I know coming out of this, right, we will be stronger. And that's the opportunity, right? That through those challenging times and through those times where you quote unquote, don't get it right. You ultimately do get it right because you get the chance to revisit things and and redo things and to make them better.
1: Well, and I think it also shows having your priorities straight will always keep you through it too. putting your people first. That's right. It's going to pay off. At the end of the
2: day, unless we're delivering phenomenal customer service and phenomenal haircuts, To be candid, nothing else really matters. Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you for your time. I I learned so much today. So thank you for sharing those nuggets of wisdom in your journey with us today. And uh, we appreciate all that you do for all of your locations in Middle Tennessee. We really do. Thank you for being one to give back to the communities that you're in. Absolutely. We enjoy it. It's what we do. So thank you.
0: joining us today. We appreciate your dedication to the Spring Hill business community. If you would like to know more about Uncle Classic Barbershop, you can visit www.uncleclassicbarbershop.com or stop by their Spring Hill location on Main Street. Until next time, have a great week of business. But first, let's hear from one of our sponsors, John Mayer Builders.
1: I'm Jack Mayer with John Mayer Builders, and we've been Spring Hill's number one home builder for over 30 years. We're now offering buy-down incentives that can save you thousands on your mortgage when you qualify. Please visit us at johnmayerbuilders.com to learn more.